Welcome to Thriller Premium. Welcome to Thriller Premium. Gathering all the information you would need to stay ahead of the curve on your crypto investments. Welcome to Thriller Rundown. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls from around the world, gather around. It's time for another exciting episode of Thriller Rundown. Today is March 25th, 2020, and we are talking currency wars at the top. That's right. A whole lot of digital is going on, and it starts with the dollar. Let's do it. The Rundown, starting now. The Rundown. All right. So today we are talking currency wars and how it's beginning to start. And it actually it started, I would say, as soon as we saw Bitcoin climb back up. <laughs> Seriously. So if you haven't, if I'm going to recap you all in the beginning so we can kind of get to the, the meat, the, the juicy part. Right. So if you haven't heard, we have this thing called the coronavirus. It's taken over the entire world. Right. All production has stopped. People are not going to work here in the United States. And it's just not a good time uh, to be alive right now, right? So, <laughs> so I'm trying to keep it, trying to keep it composed. I've been locked in my house for like three weeks. So it all started last year, right? We heard uh, Facebook get in front of the Senate. They started saying, hey, we're going to make our own Libra token, yada, yada, yada. We knew all that and how that turned out. Basically woke everybody up. And then we have uh, China uh, last year. They were about to release a digital dollar. Then they held off for a little bit. Who knows why? <laughs> it's kind of funny because we got more news and I'll discuss that later. But we have the Senate and then the Senate just are trying to get a bill passed because the majority of Americans here are hurting right now. So they're trying to create a relief bill that will not only help a lot of workers and families out there, but it'll also introduce something called a digital dollar. And the language that they used was very sparse, like there really wasn't a lot to it. Um, basically said that the Fed would inject digital dollars into a, a digital wallet. And for the most part, it would be uh, highly controlled. And a lot of our own people in our space were like, well, you know what that means? That means they're going to control our money. And then now, you know, we always have Andreas talk about how the government can just seize your money. Well, now they can really just seize anything they want if they start controlling this UBI that they'll be sending out to people here in the next you know month or so. So all that is going on, but we're not talking about that just yet. We're talking about the currency wars. And the reason I bring this up is because this is about to begin. And knowing and knowing the way we, we do research here, we're probably like three months ahead, right? Especially in the crypto space. A lot of us are on faster timetables than the rest of the financial financial world. So you'll start hearing more about this here in the next month or so. But today it was it was also released that China's reportedly working with their own private industry, you know, and they have the likes of uh, the People's Bank of China that are going to be issuing out the first official digital yuan. And um, and they have some big financial arms uh, of e-commerce out there to help them. 
they have Alibaba, uh, Tencent. Um, we also know they have Huawei that are already on board. Um, so they have everything in place to re release their own digital yuan. But according to an insider, and this is really interesting, um, this person said, judging from the patents, the first step of technolo technological development has been basically completed. But they also mentioned how, uh, and this is coming from Zhao Pingzhu, he also warned that Chinese economic plans could face a number of hurdles, including possible complications from overseas. He wrote, if the United States Federal Reserve were to decide to work with Facebook and co-launch a digital currency pegged to the dollar, that could also facilitate cross-border transactions. This type of financial intrusion could be fatal. So he went on to say that if a digital dollar or a successful Facebook Libra launch that somehow replaces the dollar would see American currencies rule the world for another hundred years. China should be prepared to fend off such risk. So these are some very um, poignant opinions coming from Zhao, but it, it to me, it reads like they are not going down without trying to inject their digital yuan into their own economy. And possibly, you know, we'll see how that plays out. But if history tells us anything, they're going to try to fend off risk from a digital dollar, especially if it got announced this past week. That's why you saw Bitcoin go crazy, right? And then immediately, I think like a day later, the block reported how the, the, the section, the passage, I think it was like a, I think it's like a 4,000 page document, the bill, but on 1,024, on page 1,024, they removed that part of where it says the digital dollar. And we don't know, like, unfortunately, being an American citizen, you can't see the bill before until it gets passed. That's when you find out what was in the bill. Um, but we won't know if, if it was still left off or not until this gets passed here in the next couple of days. Hopefully by the end of the weekend, we'll find out if the digital dollar is still in there. Either way, if you go even further, and that's what I do, <laughs> I'd like to go a little further and find out exactly what is going on. If you go even further, you come to realize that the digital dollar is primarily going to be looked at from the digital dollar project. And this is coming from John Carlo, the, the, the previous, he was the uh, previous uh, uh, or former chairman of the U.S. Commodity Futures Trading Commission, or better known as the CFTC. And um, it's interesting, he's working directly with the Federal Reserve to do this. And what's even more interesting, gosh, it just gets better. Uh, what's even more interesting is they have a company that's backing them, and they're called Accenture. And if you look, and I posted it on Twitter, if you look at their... Um, their stock price, well, guess what happened? It, it shot up. <laughs> so it's trading at $156 right now. But it's funny how, like, as soon as they released the news of the digital dollar, I'm sure somebody, you know, I'm sure it was up. To, I'm sure it was somebody that um, with insider knowledge knew added that in there. And then as soon as everybody found out about it, as soon as people found out, like, who who's working with the Fed to create this digital dollar, it got redacted. Right. And so now we're like told, hey, it might not show up in there, but 
cat's already out of the bag. Everybody knows what the United States already kind of tipped their hand to the rest of the world that they're making a digital dollar now, whether they are or not. And so I went ahead and looked up who the company they're working with. Of course, they're working with John Carlo. But what's interesting is there's a company behind them that's called Accenture. Their stock price rose up earlier this week before the news got announced. So that tells us like, you know, where there's, there's, there's smoke, there's fire. If you look further down, they have David Treat, um, who is also on the board of the Enterprise Ethereum Alliance. And then you have Crypto Twitter talking about how it's very possible we will see an Ethereum private base blockchain from the digital dollar. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's true, but if I'm looking at the people involved in this digital dollar project and who are working directly with the uh, with the Fed to create a digital dollar, and if one of them one of the main people <laughs> on the board is David Treat and he's in the uh, Inter Enterprise Ethereum Alliance, well, uh, there's a good chance they're going <laughs> to use some kind of either going to use Hyperledger or they're going to use Ethereum uh, at some at some part in the process. Uh, so. Yeah, it's going to be a very interesting time here in the next 18 to 24 months. And it's kind of funny because this is all going in in kind of, you know, in a steadfast way because you have Bitcoin just on a tear here recently. And with the amount of money that's just been printed or that will be printed, I think we're going to reach uh, something like six trillion right here in just this week alone. If everything gets passed, um, it's going to be crazy to think in the future how this can continue right and we know there's like you know the great thing about bitcoin is the amount of satoshis right in, in one bitcoin and say let's say this continues let's say you know the digital dollar you know leaps you know into existence and then they're able to keep printing digitally printing more digital dollars and we go from you know, 21 trillion to now we have 500 trillion. And then next thing you know, we reach one quadrillion. Like this is a very big possibility here in the next 10 years. <laughs> I mean, we just went up six trillion here in one week um, or we're going to. I mean, it's just nuts to think the amount of money that's just being printed and the inflation that it's going to cause. And not only that, like everything's going to be priced so much more. And there's so much smarter people talking about this than me. I recommend go listening to them um, because this is just astounding. But what I want to talk about is Bitcoin because that's primarily my main concern, right? I want to know how this affects Bitcoin. I want to know what this looks like for Bitcoin. Well, this puts the gloves directly and the court indirectly in Bitcoin's hand because no longer is Bitcoin chasing the dollar. Now you have the digital dollar and the Chinese yuan um, chasing Bitcoin, right? They're going into their play field, right? They're going into their court. They're going into their you know, medium of exchange and they're trying to compete with Bitcoin. It's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out. But what I did want to say was 100 million in one Bitcoin. That's how many Satoshis. How many Satoshis total in all of the 21 million Bitcoins? Well, that's uh, two quadrillion, 100 trillion. So let's say they are able to keep printing these dollars uh, and well, we can get up to a dollar per Satoshi <laughs> if they want to, especially if it gets to the two quadrillion stage uh, for United States dollars that have been printed and not paid. And uh, who knows? Never say never. I don't think anybody 
in their in their right mind would ever said in 1973 that we would still be printing like this, right? <laughs> Just out of thin air. And uh, we'll get more into that into uh, five good minutes. But yeah, I think Bitcoin for right now, yeah, I'm, I was bullish before this recession started. And now that this recession is hopefully coming to an end with after all this printing, you would think it would come to an end, right? Um, I'm, I'm even more bullish on Bitcoin than I was before. Uh, and I don't know how that's possible. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm not even joking. I don't know how that's possible. Um, I think at this I think at this point, they've already showed all their cards. Um, they've already told us what they're going to do. And uh, at this point, the currency wars have began. Uh, it's it's Bitcoin. It's China trying to, you know, push back against the United States dollar and their move into the digital space. It's uh, China also trying to push on their digital yuan from the People's Bank of China. Um, and then there's, you know, private interests with uh, Facebook trying to do their thing. Right. And then we also have the ECB. Right. So there's there's just a lot going on right now. And um, if there's one thing that you should be ready for, it's it's going to you're going to have to make at some point. Most consumers out there will have to make a choice of where they want to store their money. Right. And um, if if I'm if I'm if I'm if I'm paid in um, some Fed coin or something, right, and um, I'm asked where I want to store it, where I want to keep my value, um, I'm storing my savings in Bitcoin, uh, and I'm no longer looking at, at, at the dollar as a um, as a long term hold, right? Especially with this amount of trillion dollar printing that's going on, um, like it's it's really bad, <laughs> it's really bad. And there's a lot of finance guys talking about how this doesn't end well. And there's other finance people that are even saying that this can go on for another decade, possibly two decades, possibly three, that this could go on forever. So it's really going to be a crazy time for volatility in the markets going forward. And it's a good thing we're already in crypto, so we're kind of used to it. But I think at the end of the day, this decade is is you're going to see a currency war erupt and it's going to start with the dollar and probably China. And, you know, at some point, everybody will look at Bitcoin as the only sane <laughs> money out there. So, yeah, this is really bullish for Bitcoin. This the, the, the fact that they mentioned the digital dollar, um, this is really bullish for us. So, yeah, why Bitcoin? Buy Bitcoin when it's still cheap. That's what I'll say. Okay, with that, let's get into five good minutes. Five good minutes. All right. So today in five good minutes, we are talking QE infinity. That's right. If there ever was a day to start five good minutes first before the rundown, this would have been it. But let's get that timer going. OK, so today I'm talking about QE infinity. And if you don't know what that is, it's, it's quantitative easing infinity. <laughs> that basically means the Fed can print 
millions, millions, bazillions, quadrillions, trillions of dollars whenever they want at a moment's notice. And they don't need anybody's authority to do so because they operate as a separate entity away from the government. And that's all thanks to November 20th, 1910 <laughs> on Jekyll Island. Uh, yeah, it goes back that far. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, so, you know, it's it's one of those things where the United States Federal Reserve basically said here recently on 60 Minutes that uh, not only can they print money, but uh, they can keep doing it forever. You don't need to. Your ATM is safe. Your banks are safe. There's enough cash in the financial system. And there is an infinite amount of cash at the Federal Reserve. We will do whatever we need to do to make sure that there's enough cash in the banking system. That's from 60 Minutes on Sunday. Yeah, that's from 60 Minutes. And this this woke up a lot of people. This basically confirmed um, everything that we've always said about the Fed. Um, it finally confirmed for, for somebody like uh, who doesn't get a lot of respect actually they, they call him a conspiracy theorist but he's really not he's a really um he's a really great man uh, because he kind of broke i mean a lot of people knew about this before but no one connected everything and he made a, a profoundly great story called the creature from jekyll island and that's g edward griffin and i highly recommend you read that it's a really long book um but they have audio versions of it anyway uh, it pretty much puts everything that he said in that book and it puts it out there for everybody to know that not only is the Fed its own separate entity, it could do whatever the hell it wants and no one can do anything about it at this point. And they're going to continue to print money uh, forever. And um, I'm not going to pretend that I know what's going to happen here in the short term when it comes to the dollar and fiat or anything like that, because that's not my wheelhouse. I'm just I'm I know enough to talk about it, you know, among friends, but it, it's not what my expertise is. It's my expertise is Bitcoin and crypto and in that space. Um, so I'll leave that. There's some really good YouTube videos from Peter Schiff talking about this. Uh, Pomp just had one where I believe who, who was, who did he have on? Um, I forget, uh, one of the guys from the money, um, was it money masters podcast or something like that, but go check out those podcasts. There's some really good stuff in there and they talk about how this, how this financial stuff works. Um, so I'm not going to pretend like I know what's going on with that stuff. Um, but I will tell you how this will affect Bitcoin because there's one thing, um, the monetary policies that the fed has not only, uh, continued to do here in the short term, but, um, the fact that they are just injecting this amount of liquidity, which is money into the system and wait till I get to the cold hard truth because that's really going to upset a lot of people when they find out where that money is actually really going. But when you look at this from a Bitcoin perspective, from somebody who's a hodler or somebody who's an investor in this technology, um, you realize that the end game for this is uh, infinity for them. And uh, they're going to do whatever they have to to make sure that everything stays um, the same. And the dollar stays the reserve currency. So it's basically game on uh, for everybody else in the world. And um, this is why it's very important to understand uh, the fundamentals when it comes to Bitcoin. You know, 21 million, that hard cap that's set there by Satoshi and every four years of having and we're coming up on that here in like 48 days. Like this is uh, this is this is why this was created. Uh, Bitcoin. And the next recession, and when we talked about that a few months ago, 
this was going to be a test for it and we were going to need to survive it. And um, we not only survived it, we thrived in it. If you look at just the just pure aspects of the markets right now for Bitcoin, the fact that it went up 50 percent before anything else out there, um, as far as uh, investing investable markets, uh, that is just astounding. And so long term, um, Bitcoin looks like not only the best asset to hold, but it almost becomes a no brainer. And by the Federal Reserve saying this on Sunday, they basically basically alluded to everything that we've always known. And Bitcoin wins. And that's all. That's five. That's five good minutes on QE Infinity. Let's get into the code. Hard truth. The hard truth. I think I'm entitled. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. All right. So today's code hard truth is, you know, it's very upsetting. <laughs> like when I found out this news this week, I was just kind of in shock and awe and wondering why no one else is talking about this and why it's not revealed out there in the mainstream news and why no one's getting upset on Twitter about it. Like it's just business as usual. No big deal. Don't look here. Look over there. And um, yeah, the Federal Reserve enlisted BlackRock to help with its massive debt buying programs. So the Federal Reserve tapped BlackRock Inc. to shepherd several debt buying programs on behalf of the United States Central Bank as it works to revive an economy reeling from the spread of the coronavirus. If you don't know who BlackRock is, we've, we've done a couple of shows on them in the past. And they're the world's largest asset manager. Uh, and not only <laughs> this is the kicker. So not only do they, uh, you know, handle uh, everything from mortgage-backed securities to uh, different flows of corporate debt markets, and like this, this one company uh, is in charge of. I think it was like six percent of the world's holdings. Uh, it's 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 ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous uh as of what was this january 2020 they have 63 percent of the staggering seven trillion financial assets uh and most of them originate in the americas and and the rest of the 29 percent is in europe and so if there was a shadow banking company out there it's blackrock <laughs> um so not only did the federal reserve uh tap them to distribute this wealth <laughs> This four trillion, or however it's going to turn into by the end of the week, um, they 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 said, "Hey, take this money and make sure to go ahead and 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 give it out separately to everybody." <laughs> we just printed we just printed a crap ton of it. Uh, yeah, they like what is happening? Like no one is upset about this, and the the kicker to all this, the kicker to all this in two thousand eight. We had the financial, the last financial crisis. They they asked them again. <laughs> so, in in the cherry on top, the massive cherry on top to, to all of this is is the fact that not only BlackRock 
not, not only are they the world's one of the, or actually, no, they are the world's largest asset manager. Uh, make no mistake. They also have a, a spinoff company that they say don't does it doesn't doesn't reflect the the other side, the investing side. They're separate <laughs> because you can have two separate companies in one company. They're separate. I promise. Um, the BlackRock Solutions are the same people who audit the Fed. <laughs> and the same people who've assisted the ECB in 2016. Um, yeah. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. The Federal Reserve didn't bail out the economy. They just bailed out BlackRock. <laughs> and and when, when you say this out loud, um, people are just like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay, well, it makes sense. They're the world's largest asset manager. So, yeah, it makes sense, right? But... What the hell? <laughs> it it's it's astounding. And yes, they own a lot of uh, corporations. And yes, they are the world's largest asset manager. But at the same time, it's uh, about principle, and it and it comes down to what are we doing here? Uh, why isn't this one uh, corporation broke down to many? Or why aren't they be more transparent uh, to the rest of us outside? of the uh, financial sector. Uh, why aren't we being told this? You know, uh, why do we have to go out and look for this information? Um, and if there ever was a shadow a shadow bank uh, in the world, uh, BlackRock is one of them. That's uh, very upsetting. And uh, yeah, this is where all the trillions of dollars are going, uh, especially when it gets created out of thin air and they don't have a need to explain why they're doing it. They just do it because they're their own separate entity. So that's the world we live in. And uh, that's the cold hard truth. And if you don't like it, well, it's too bad. <laughs> that's reality these days. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty crazy. It's a pretty crazy world right now. Okay. You know, it's been a it's been a rough couple of weeks for for everybody in the world, right? Maybe a rough three weeks. Hope you all are doing safe out there. Hope you're uh, taking care of your families and doing everything you can to to stay alive and stay healthy. Um, yeah, it's uh, very upsetting to hear um, the people in power manipulating things and doing it under the guise of the world economy. I don't think I've ever been this bullish for Bitcoin in my entire life, uh, and that's saying a lot. I've always been bullish about Bitcoin, but this week just uh, kind of exploded and just kind of see exactly where this is headed and uh, let them keep printing. Uh, it's going to be funny when it crashes uh, because a lot of people that hold the vast amount of wealth at that time will be the, the hollers of Bitcoin. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with gold. I don't know what's going to happen with the dollar in the short term. I don't know if these currency wars are going to begin and, and the Chinese yuan wins. I don't know these things. But I do know that there will only be 21 million Bitcoins printed. And I do know that we're going to be having a happening here in about 48 days. And I do know that the price will rise. So buy Bitcoin. See you next time.